So have I, either you gals had dreams of stardom? Yeah, kind of. Going to be an actress? Uh, I was. <clears throat> mine was more like model when I was younger. Moved to Hollywood. Yeah, New York, L.A. But that's uh, Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood. Town I that was to do porn. That is true. She was going to be a suicide girl. And then probably eventually moved to porn. Yeah, and then she was going to suck dick for dollars. For dollars. Oh, Hollywood. A town that was named after a girl named Holly who was raped and beaten with a piece of wood. What? I didn't know that. I mean, I'm just assuming. <laughs> I'm like, why are we not going to see me? I was as like, I'm what? Why have we never covered drink. this? Swirling my drink. Why have we saying. never covered this before? Uh, <laughs> I, was like, I definitely would have heard of this. Uh, Hollywood. <laughs> what? Did you just make that up? Yeah. Oh my God. A girl named Holly who was raped and beaten with a piece of wood. <laughs> and they named a town after her. Uh, excuse yeah. me while I do some more cocaine. And you heard it first here on Crips of the Crips. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if that's accurate, but it sounds right. It tracks. It tracks. Yeah, that tracks. Excuse if, me while I do more cocaine. What if her name was Wood and she was beaten with a piece of holly? You mean Natalie Wood? <laughs> no. She was drowned by Christopher Walken. I can't remember her husband's name. I don't remember her husband's name either. Fuck. Uh, that joke did not land because I couldn't remember. You can't Robert Wagner. There we go. Robert Wagner. And he sticks pushed, the landing. Pushed her off of the boat and Christopher Walken watched. Zach Bagans has parts of the splendor in his museum. Mm. Well, Sam, is our local Zach Bagans expert. <laughs> I love any time you tell me <laughs> that there's some shit we're talking about in Zach Bagans' museum. It's been almost every, I'm pretty sure almost every, every episode. Every goddamn episode. <laughs> It's like, you know, his, Zach Bagans uh, has some of that in his museum. I'm like, oh, wow, shit. It's it's almost like we follow the Zach Bagans model of, of stardom. I would like to follow Zach Bagans. I don't see him sucking dick for dollars. Well, I mean, <laughs> simmer down there, porn star. <laughs> He's sucking demon dick for dollars. Maybe. He, 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 he saw the demon's penis and it made his eyes go cross. <laughs> It was a big goat man's. It was the goat man's dick. There we go. It's all we've all come full circle here. <laughs> oh my god! Because I remember he bought that demon house. He did, and he had it torn down because it like the demon like <laughs> fucked with his eyes, and now he has to wear like coke bottle glasses. <laughs> like is that why he's wearing glasses? No, he didn't always wear glasses. No, no, but now he looks like a Jewish accountant that goes I to the gym him. too much. Um, I love him. A Jewish accountant that goes to the gym too much? I don't even, I can't even visualize that. Is he, it very sweaty with like, like unnecessarily well, sweaty? he's always worn like the fucking, it looks like a buckle threw up on him. Yeah, that is very much like, true. He would always wear like Ed Hardy and Affliction and all that shit. Ooh, the Affliction taking it, taking it back with the Affliction. And then he started like beefing up and then like the demon fucked with his eyes and now he looks like. A 1950s news reporter. I would still climb him like a tree. I bet you would, Sam. I would. One thousand percent. Without hesitation. Let me let me touch that demon. Can I see your demon museum? Can I see that demon pop? 
I gotta quit drinking so much. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So the reason we're talking about Hollywood before Zach Sam Bagans. distracted me with Zach Bagans. I think you went on that rant with her. He definitely started that rant. I uh, you know what? Semantics. Um <laughs> God, you hand the man an old fashioned, and, and he becomes fancy. He becomes fancy. I'm about to light your up pinky, a where's your pinky out? He uh, did have his pinky out downstairs. I, did. <laughs> I was swirling. No, no, bitch. I was swirling my cocktail with my pinky out. He did. And if I had a cigar in hand, I would be smoking it right now. I almost threw the cat off my lap. I'm not even. <laughs> You're such a dignified gentleman right now. I'm a distinguished gentleman, and don't you forget it. <laughs> You're so dapper. I'm very 1940s today. All right, <laughs> calm down there. About to give you the Ike Turner special. Speaking of the 40s, we're keeping it in the same decade this week again. Last week we were in the 40s. This week we're in the 40s. The 40s again. were pretty creepy. The 40s. Were. The 40s were lit. Everybody was coming back from World War II. They'd seen a bunch of really fucked up shit mm -hmm. and had to process and deal with it. Some people decided they wanted to be movie stars and move out to L.A. and get murdered brutally. <laughs> well, if you don't know who we're talking about before, you do now. <laughs> yeah, I figured I'd preface that. So, Eric, who are we talking about today? So this one's been requested. This it was? Yeah, this episode's been requested since okay. we started. Oh, really? Yep, since episode one. It was our first Apple podcast review. Oh. I will read the said review. I love that. That makes me happy. Yes. I, um, I, pro I promised this person uh, in an Instagram message that we would end up doing this episode. Well, now and all now the holes I went down are worth it. Yeah, as long as it's worth Sam it. did the research for this one and last week's. Sam spiraled this week. <laughs> Sam, uh, Sam's coming through. Daddy started a new job and he doesn't have as much time as he used to. So I have no time. <laughs> let's see. Knew this podcast was for me because uh, one of the ladies said, "Homegirl just wants to get plowed out in the first five minutes." I wonder who that was. Uh, <clears throat> it wasn't me. No, it was definitely me. Yes. It was cool, yeah. That is some quality content, folks. <laughs> Fingers doing this. Uh, the chef's, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Please introduce yourself so I can connect the names to the voices, which we started doing. Yes. By the way, welcome to Creeps in the Crypt. This is Eric, and I'm joined by... I'm Sam. I'm your resident slut. Love bug. <laughs> Just, just be normal. I can't. Be yeah. fucking normal. I can't. Being normal is overrated. It's, it's not. I gotta much. hold the line. Okay, that's your job. Yes. I would love a whole show dedicated to Elizabeth Short. I'm glad okay. she was mentioned here. We mentioned her in the Cecil Hotel episode. Okay. Uh, I've always found her super interesting, and to learn a connection between her and the Cecil Hotel is pretty cool. All in all, I'd say this was a good listen and felt like. I was just hearing some friends discussing some content I'm interested in. Thank you very much. Cry Allen. Well, Cry Allen, this one's for you. Yep. And if you guys have any request, message us on our Instagram. That's Anywhere. the best place to fucking get in touch with me. But if you want to hear something, leave it in a review. And you might actually get to hear a name on an episode and a scream out. 
Yep. It's we'll, 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 we'll probably we'll, scream we'll, out. Well, Christian can scream it up. What is it called again? Cry Allen. Cry Allen. That. <laughs> it, it's C-Y-R. I'm sorry, Cry Allen. My I, laugh I'm already I'm assuming her name is out. Crystal Allen. Because it's C-Y-R Allen. I'm going to go with that. I would scream that out, but I already max out our like, levels yeah, just by laughing. That. So that's <laughs> Yes, just, you do. <laughs> that, that's already enough. <clears throat> but thank you for that. That's a goddamn good old-fashioned. Oh, my God. Can you shut up about your old-fashioned? Can you stop sucking your own dick for a second so we can get to the episode? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So if you didn't know who Elizabeth Short is, we're discussing the Black Dahlia today. So the most famous case in all of L.A. And the oldest cold case. One of. One of the oldest cold cases. Um, Just perfect timing for winter. It is still not officially solved. And it is arguably the most difficult to be solved. And I believe it's the anniversary. It is. This week. It is. Uh, How many years is that? Uh, 75? Yep, January 15th, 1947 was the day. It's right before my birthday. It is. So, without further ado, Sam, let's get started in the Black Dahlia. Over the many, many years since Elizabeth Short was murdered, police, press, and amateur sleuths alike have all delved deep into this unsolved murder and developed several convincing theories most of which we were going to talk about. Um, I I dove into some really freaking weird ones that didn't even make sense. That's when I knew I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm 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 good here. We're good. <laughs> Did you just feel like you were on the rabbit hole and then you're like, never mind. I've detoured into the mole hole. I the mole hole. I I did. I did. I did. This is or a vole or something else that digs in the ground. Yeah. I, Dude. It wasn't even a rabbit hole at that point. Whatever the blind one is, uh, that's where I went. No. Moles. Moles. Um, Though we may never truly know who murdered Elizabeth Short, poring over the evidence of this case is just as ominously, fascinatingly delicious as it was in 1947. Elizabeth Short was born on July 29th, 1924 in Boston, Massachusetts. She was the third of five daughters born to Cleo and Phoebe Short. Cleo ended up abandoning his family when Elizabeth was five years old because he was struggling to cope with the family life after the stock market crash that led to the Great Depression. He left his car on the Charlestown Bridge, and it was believed that he committed suicide. Oh, my God. Yeah. Elizabeth suffered from severe asthma and other breathing difficulties, which I did not know. After an operation, a doctor suggested that the spending the winter months in less harsh conditions would help Elizabeth. From the age of 15, Phoebe sent Elizabeth down to Florida to spend their winter months with family friends. Ever since she was a little girl, Elizabeth was fascinated by the cinema. By the time she reached her teenage years, she had her sights set on becoming an actress. Ooh. I mean, what little girl doesn't? have like, ooh, I want to do that. I want right? to do that. But, uh, listen, I've had that thought too, yeah. but and, you know, that's not accepted in this time and place. <laughs> By the age of 16, Elizabeth moved to Santa Barbara, but that was short-lived, and Elizabeth was back in Medford with her mom. 
Elizabeth would be back in California by 1942 after receiving an interesting letter. It was from her father, Cleo. He told her that he was living in Vallejo and Elizabeth wasn't to be with him. By 1943, she had left Cleo's after several disagreements. Cleo later went on to say that Elizabeth was more interested in servicemen and dancing rather than housekeeping. I mean, same though. I mean, can I just go ahead and say, as somebody who, who like, works full-time and is not full-time job is housekeeping, that's the last thing on my list. Seriously. I do laundry when I have to. Same. Literally same. And I'll even put that off to the last minute. Literally same. I'll be like, <laughs> I literally have a t-shirt and possibly pants. <laughs> we'll work with it's what we've questionable. got. <laughs> After leaving her dad, she split her time between Medford and Florida until she met Major Matthew Michael Gordon Jr. And the two started dating. She soon, she soon told her friends that they were engaged. Matthew was unfortunately involved in a fatal plane crash on August 10th, 1945. He was test flying a repaired airplane over India. And after Matthew's death, his mother refused to uh, um, confirm that the couple was ever engaged. Well, she sounds like a real bitch. What an asshole. Right? Hold on, I gotta move the baby. The baby. Reposition. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta put him in a comforting position. There you go. <laughs> By the mid-40s, Elizabeth had moved to L.A. and was working as a waitress to support herself while she was chasing her dream of becoming a Hollywood actress. Yeah, as we all know, this isn't gonna fucking end well. Nope, she never got her chance at stardom. Like, it doesn't end well for most girls that go out to L.A. for. But she really did not. <laughs> Most of them just get raped. About Harvey or Weinstein. To, or have to suck pee. <laughs> they get Weinstein or Cosby or some shit. Yeah. And if you're a young man going out there, you might get um, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh, my God. She would never get her chance at stardom, unfortunately. In December of 1946, a woman named Dorothy French took Elizabeth in when she found Elizabeth loitering in the Aztec Theater, which is where Dorothy worked, for several hours. This is the last home Elizabeth would stay in before her body was found. On the morning of January 15, 1947, a young mom named Betty was out on a walk with her baby in an L.A. neighborhood and walked upon the dead, naked body of Elizabeth Short. They actually, <clears throat> like, this woman said in, 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 like, interviews that she thought Elizabeth Short's body was a mannequin. And if there's anything that I have learned from Ashley Flowers, it is never just a mannequin. Ever. No, I think that's, like, what your brain tells itself to, like... Be like, mm, nothing's wrong here. Oh, like a coping mechanism? Yeah, like, you know, all those joggers. One thing I've learned. Don't fucking jog. Don't go jogging. Just stay home and get fat and drink <laughs> Old <fashioned>. liquor. <laughs> um, you're never going to find a corpse that way. You're just going to sit home and listen to other people find about finding corpses. I also convinced myself that every black trash bag I see on the side of the road is, has, has a human a torso in it. In it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably... I would say at least one out of five. <laughs> no way. Yeah, probably. Word. I thought they were long <clears throat> clippings. <laughs> or is no. that like a slang for toenails? What? 
My lawn clippings. I don't even have the. I'm taking. Space. I'm taking out my lawn clippings. I don't even have the space in my brain to even make sense out of that. <laughs> Serial killer shit. They're keeping their no toenail clippings. Yeah, it's like their trophy. Mm. Who's gonna argue? Not me. Not me. Mm-mm. It's too gross to be like. <laughs> and it's not a severed finger, so it's not I can like deal with that. I yeah. can deal with an entire fucking bag full of severed fingers, but you bring toenails into it, and I'm like, Mm-mm. fingernails, <laughs> fingernails, toenails, any of those. So Elizabeth's body was. As we know, cut clean in half. Um, before we go further, this is like special territory. This is this is one of the most gruesome, heinous crime scenes that we'll ever probably will ever talk about. So trigger warning. Trigger warning on this mm-hmm. one. Um, what was done to Elizabeth Short is probably. And you can find these autopsy photos. I can't post them on Instagram because I don't want our account suspended. It's brutal. It's mm-hmm. fucking brutal. Um, just, just awful. Just awful shit. Continue. Well, if we, if our listeners did not enjoy awful shit, I don't think they'd listen. No, probably not. They, they just listen. God, to the, I spout that shit off at just in any kind of fashion than I can. They just listen to the cryptid episodes and be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't listen to the San Ysidro or Girl Scout murders either. Yeah, those those are gold star episodes. <clears throat> yep. You get, a, you get a trophy if you listen to those. Yeah. So, as we know, body was cut clean in half at the waist. She was vivisected would be the, the proper term for that. Her body was just a mere few feet from the sidewalk in a vacant lot near Limert, Limert Park on the 3800 block of South Norton Avenue and was posed in such a way that the mom did think it was a mannequin. Because she, I mean, she was in two pieces. I mean, I, you wouldn't expect. Yeah, it looks, oh, my Yeah, God. she was, like, strung, strung apart. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say there was probably four feet between her legs and her upper body. Yeah, it's not, mm But there was something very odd about the scene where her body was found. Despite the very clear mutilation of her body, there wasn't any blood. Like, not even a drop of blood. So, right from the get-go, we know that she was not killed in the spot that she was found in. She was also scrubbed clean. Which also tells me that whoever murdered Elizabeth has definitely done this before. Brian Carr, who was a detective on Elizabeth's case, said, quote, It was pretty gruesome. I just can't imagine someone doing that to another human being. Not that guy to- <laughs> definitely went home and drank after. Yeah, His not- wife's like, what's wrong? <clears throat> Everything. Like, mm-hmm. Well, we found some poor young girl cut in half and her. Well, I'm just going to have this martini. In fact, make me a martini. <laughs> Not to mention the seems to beat his wife. <laughs> not to mention the gruesome Glasgow smile that her killer gave her. Ah, uh, the Glasgow smile. Fucking. So, for those of you that don't know what that is, it's when you cut a person from ear to ear and leave a smile, much like Heath Ledger, uh, Ledger's Joker. Joker. Uh, how do you want to know how I got these scars? I was murdered. 
Daddy was a heavy drinker. <laughs> and he just got back from World War II. I've been chosen. You've been chosen by the cat. By executive producer Salem. <laughs> Near her body, detectives noted a heel print and a cement sack with traces of blood that had presumably been used to transport her body to the vacant lot. LAPD jumped right into action, and the FBI was asked to help in the investigation. That's never a good sign when the LAPD has to jump into action. <laughs> At least they jumped right into action this time. Well, normally they do have a piss-poor track record. But this time, they did not, even though checks well, and balances. I guess they were a lot better in the 40s than they were in the 60s yeah. and 70s. <laughs> and all the other times. <laughs> yeah. All the cops were drunks. <laughs> they quickly identified the body... In just 56 minutes, to be That's exact. That's pretty fucking impressive. They received a photo wire of a set of finger, like a 10 card, and that's how they matched it to Elizabeth Short. So, she, she must have had a prior arrest um, for them to have her <clears throat> fingerprints on record like that. They, her fingerprints appeared twice in the FBI's database, and at the time, there was more than 100 million fingerprints in the database. God damn, it only took them 56 minutes? Yeah. Um, the first was because she applied for a job as a clerk at Camp Cook's Commissary in California in 1943. And the second was because she was arrested in Santa Barbara for underage drinking seven months later. So, fun fact, guys. Uh, do you know where the National Fingerprint uh, storage is? Like database? Yep. Is no. it in LA? No, it's in West Virginia. No way. Yep. The FBI's fingerprint database is located in West Virginia. Cool. Yeah, a little fun tidbit. I love fingerprints. And like the fact that they were able to identify her by her fingerprints and that quickly in the 40s is amazing. Yeah, because was like there's not, it's not like years. CSI. No, um, no. So I used to. I majored in criminal justice in college for a little bit, and I took a fingerprint class because I had to mm. uh, for crime scene investigation. And our our final exam was two questions. What are fingerprints? Question one. Question two. Unique and permanent. There was nothing else on my exam. It was the weirdest class. of Like, we were in there for 15 minutes each class, like the bare fucking minimum. Oh, my God. And he would just, like, tell us a little shit about fingerprints every day. But um, that's where I learned out where the fingerprint database is. That's cool. But what's weird is it's not like CSI. There's not a big computer where they can run everything. No. They literally have to call the database and, like, fax them, like, do a wire on the fingerprints. And then somebody has to go find a posted card with those fingerprints on it. Holy shit. Yeah, it's a it's a literal piece of paper that has the fingerprints and they have to fax it back. Jesus. It's fucking Somebody nuts. was on their A game and needs Somebody that pizza was, party. Yeah, that dude gets a pizza party. <laughs> he gets all the pizzas and bread twists. <laughs> Bitch, we, you get some Cinestics today. Oh yeah. They splurge. No five dollar hot and ready for you, motherfucker. <laughs> we balling. Oh, I did like their uh this little Caesar's pretzel pizza. Uh, the cheese and the, oh Little gosh, Caesars so grosses good. me out. That's like the only pizza I like from Little Caesars. I don't even have it that often. Pizza, pizza. <clears throat> pizza, pizza. What's even worse 
about this whole case as it's they're basically adding insult to injury in this part right here was that Phoebe, Elizabeth's mom, didn't learn about her daughter's murder from the police or even the FBI. This is so fucked. <laughs> she was informed when an L.A. examiner reporter called her pretending that Elizabeth had won a beauty contest. The reporter pumped Phoebe for all of the information they could get about Elizabeth before telling her mom the real reason they called. What an asshole! That person has a special place <laughs> in hell. Next to Bob Saget, sucking coke or sucking dick for coke. Don't talk about America's dad like that. I hear he's coming back to ABC on full coffin. I'm so can't. <laughs> she can't. She can't with me. I love Bob Saget. You I'm, know what? He'd appreciate that joke. He would have, but I still miss him. I miss him. Mm. So I never really knew how Elizabeth Short got the name the Black Dahlia, but yeah, I never figured that out either. I can never. So she had an affinity for sheer black clothing, and the movie The Blue Dahlia was in theaters at the time. She wasn't even she wasn't even in the movie. They just called her the Black Dahlia. Because of huh. her affinity for sheer black clothing and the, the blue Dahlia was in the, the Veronica Lake movie. Ah, hmm. well that that's pretty neat. There, yeah, was, yeah, there was like, like a special story I behind. I never it. knew that. Yeah, I didn't either. It she just liked. Cool. She was a goth bitch, and the blue Dahlia was in theaters. Yep. Had the vampire Morticia Adams look going on before it was cool. Mm-hmm. It's always cool. That's yes. the key she, word there. I, would, I believe she, in that time, would be considered a beatnik, I believe. I don't know. They would wear all black. I don't fucking know. I really don't know. Don't come for me in the comments. <laughs> but that's how she got her infamous nickname. Her all black clothing and the blue Dahlia. It's pretty cool. Learn something new every day. Elizabeth's cause of death rule was ruled hemorrhage and shock due to concussion of the brain and lacerations of the face. And if you see the pictures, you'll understand why. Yes. LAPD would not comment on the specifics of the weapon used to cut her clean in half, but it is believed that he used a butcher's knife. He used a fucking butcher's knife to see... I don't believe that. It's just believe. They won't release it. I think he he definitely used a bone saw or a hacksaw. This guy had some prior, like, doctor. We're going to get there. Uh, this is just me speculating at this point. There's no fucking way you can cut through a human torso and all the bones and sinew and stomach linings and all that shit. And literally dissect someone in half with a fucking butcher knife. Come on, LAPD. Come the fuck on. I don't know it was the 1940s. And y'all are half drunk. But come the fuck on. Well, at least they have a little bit something on you. They're not full drunk. Awkward. Those are fighting words. You know. Mom and dad are fighting. Mom and dad are fighting. <laughs> If I didn't love you, I'd drown you in a bathtub. <laughs> Would you at least cover me and lie? No. I'd and watch me decompose? Dump you out in the pond out front and let the coyotes eat you. Ooh. 
Just pull her teeth first. Am I alive or dead? Oh, you're so dead. <laughs> oh, damn, I don't get to eat alive. No, I get to watch that last death rattle. Oh my god. Wonderful. Yes. I love you. I love you. <laughs> all's right in the world now. <laughs> yeah, all's right. Love you. Dr. Frederick Newbar performed the autopsy of Elizabeth Short the day after she was found. I do have an excerpt of his report. Ooh. There are, quote, direct quote from his report. There are multiple laps lacerations to the mid-forehead, in the right forehead, and at the top of the head in the midline. There are multiple tiny abrasions and lacerations. The trunk is completely severed by an incision, which is almost straight through the abdomen. There are multiple crisscross lacerations in the suprapubic area, which extend through the skin and soft tissues. Yeah, her upper, her fupa was fucked up. Yeah, the area where we would have like a C-section. So he cut her from there. No. Uh, no, no, it's, it's literally he, almost like right below, the, like where a, a C-section line would be. It looks like somebody took. Looks like he got curious. So it looks like somebody took a goddamn circular saw to her pubic area. Mm -hmm. It's pretty fucked. She was cut right about the belly button. So there is nothing below the rib cage to where her hips start. Mm -hmm. It's just gone. Um, and then when you look at like her fupa area. And there's like a whole like open separate the, the, open the fatty upper pussy area. Uh, it looks like somebody took a, a circular saw to it and just. I sent you the link. Drilled the it out. Crime scene photos. I don't know if I wanted to see that. Yeah, They're in black and white. If it, that makes sense, if that helps at all, it makes me feel it, a little bit better. Uh, he got rid of whoever did it. Got rid of some of the the skin around the the breast. Yep, yeah, but he didn't cut them all off. He didn't cut them off. Which he removed the skin from, from the area. Parts like a little like tray. the nipple. He took the nipple off and some of the skin around it on I believe it was the right breast. Maybe. And I'm doing this all <laughs> from memory, which is a little spotty right now. <laughs> but uh then I want to say the spinal column was missing too. Like the lower spinal column, just gone, along with the organs. And I want to say her organs were stuffed. Some of her organs were stuffed up under her lungs. <coughs> it was, they had, it was like kind of, her intestines had spilled out to underneath her, is yeah. what, what it was. They're, it's really fucked up. Yeah, it's. It's pretty gruesome. Like, I would say this is, as far as gruesomeness goes, this is along the same lines as like Catherine Knight. Killing Pricey. Oh, Mama Nelson. Oh, Mama Nelson. There are lacerations of the intestine and both kidneys. The uterus is small and no pregnancy is apparent. The tubes, ovaries, and cul-de-sac are intact. The cul-de-sac. The cul-de-sac is the space between the rectum and the uterus. Really? Is that? I definitely had to Google that because I was like, what the fuck is a cul-de-sac I've never known body? that. I, I always considered the gooch. That like a lady gooch. Your cul-de-sac. I well, don't know that, why that ruins the whole thing of like, want to go to the end of the cul-de-sac and ride bicycles? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, that's her. Oh. Yeah, she's fucked up. Yeah, she's real fucked up. She's like a human puzzle. 
Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> put her back together again. Within the vagina and higher up is lying a loose piece of skin with fat and subcutaneous tissue attached. <laughs> on this piece, Damn it. on this piece of loose skin, there are several crisscrossing lacerations. Bunch of beef curtains. <laughs> smears for spermatozoa have been taken. The anal opening is markedly dilated, and the opening measures one and one fourth inches in diameter. There are multiple abrasions. Smear. So somebody shoved something up her ass. Yes. We're going to go with And that. I doubt it was a dick. Knowing this sick fucker. The stomach is filled with greenish-brown granular matter, mostly feces and other particles which could not be identified. All smears for spermatozoa were negative. Yeah, nobody raped her. <clears throat> no. We got us an Albert Fish situation. She wasn't <laughs> raped. She died a virgin. It appeared as though many of the lacerations, including the dilation of the anal opening, were done after the woman's death. Ooh, necrophilia. Well, it, what you have here is a mad scientist. Mm -hmm. He's this, this guy has killed a woman, and he's like, hmm, let's see what makes her tick. And then he proceeds to cut and cut and cut and cut till he's bored. And then he dumps her on a fucking sidewalk. That that's that's <clears throat> what I imagine here. That's just that's just me. It's definitely somebody with a medical background. Uh, For sure. To have knowledge of almost like a this looks like a Jack the Ripper crime scene. Yes. Honest to God. This is like it's almost like Jack the Ripper came to the United States. Ooh, that'd be a fun one. Yes. Jack the Ripper, absolutely. Yeah. There was a Ripper in New Orleans too. There's been Rippers everywhere, Ooh. Um, all over the place. But yeah, this is very Jack the Ripper esque. Like the the reproductive organs are all fucked up. Um, definitely has some knowledge of like surgical knowledge. One hundred percent. Yes. Um, Knife skills. Yeah, could be a butcher. Mm -hmm. But it, I'm leaning more towards a doctor. Same. Like to have the tools at your house. Yeah. You know. Dr. Newbar also reported that she'd suffered several blows to her head, <clears throat> but her skull was never fractured. The only lacerations that were done while she was alive were the ones to her mouth. Oh, that's wonderful. At least he did. So at least she died with a smile. <laughs> yeah, creepy. you like that? Mm. <laughs> Her body showed no signs of rigor mortis, meaning that she had to have been killed no more than 12 hours prior to being found. Dr. Newbar did not rule out the possibility of her being stored somewhere cold to delay rigor mortis, though. She showed signs of being restrained. He found ligature marks on her wrists, ankles, and neck but showed no signs of actually being strangled because the neck bones and the cartilage showed no signs of trauma. The cleanliness of the incision that separated her top half from her lower half showed no signs of bruising, indicating that this was done post-mortem. The cut was so neatly done that Dr. Newbar believed that the killer was someone who held a certain level of nice skills, such as a surgeon or a butcher. Called it. I didn't even read these notes. <laughs> Some people say that her breasts were cut off. They were not. 
Um, I've seen the crime scene photos, and they're cut open in some places, but not off. Yeah, I would say cut around. Yes. There's cutting done, but yes. I wouldn't say they were... No titties were cut off in the making of this crime scene. There are some other myths and rumors that have gone around about Elizabeth Short and the condition that her body was in when she was found. Some claimed her organs were removed, like completely like taken away, and they were not. See, that's what I had read. Yeah, no, they weren't. Her teeth suffered from decay and bad hygiene in general, but they were not knocked out or removed by the killer. She had rotten teethers. Her private parts were not deformed or suffering any medical conditions stopping her from having sex. No cigarette burns were found on the body. No words, letters, or cryptic clues were etched into her skin either. That's weird that somebody would say that, like, she had cigarette burns. Yeah, they were, like, rumor, like some people were saying, like, they, they took her organs and, like, played with them and shit. And I'm like, that. I would say her organs were definitely fucking played with. That's weird. I, I'm actually like willing. Do they make a Play-Doh snake out of her intestines? Um, well, her intestines were at the scene of the. Yeah, the maybe scene. her feces. Uh, but they made a Play-Doh snake. Gross. Well, poo and Play-Doh sound very similar. Uh, but I digress. I I truly believe, like, if you're butchering a human, and to go to the extent that this person did. They definitely play with the organs. <laughs> they, like, you got to at that point. Like, you literally took what looks like a fucking circular saw to her pussy. You're, you're sticking your hands around in, in... I mean, come the fuck on. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm grabbing a heart through the torso, you know, like Mortal Kombat shit. Finish her. Yeah. <laughs> like... We're, we're playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> With the support of the LAPD, the FBI ran records of potential suspects and conducted interviews all across the nation. They profiled, before profiling was officially a real thing, that the killer had skills in dissection because the cuts on her body were so clean. Like, there were no, like, hesitation marks. Like, it was just, like, clean cuts. FBI agents were also asked to check out a group of students at USC Medical School, but nothing ever came of that. <clears throat> the case was heavily covered by the media. Her nickname, the Black Dahlia, was used more than her actual name. Ryan Carr also said, quote, the case itself took on a life of its own. Early on, I think for two months, it was front page news in all of the local papers every day. Back in the late 40s, the media wasn't the problem that it is now. A competition of sorts kind of broke out between the local reporters and journalists, and they began their own investigation. Journalism wasn't fucking dead in the 40s. No. That's the problem. Journalism's <laughs> fucking dead. They began their own investigations. It's all propaganda these days. Yeah, and... They often ended up giving police leads and details that they have, may never have gotten themselves. And they also happily worked with the police in return for their own exclusives. The press are actually the ones that got the fingerprint identification to the FBI in D.C. The, it was the L.A. examiner that it proposed it be sent over via photo wire instead of fax. The more, Wait, was that because it was like more private? 
Um, probably also because they could probably identify a little bit better in a fetid Yeah, it wire. wasn't going to be like as muddy, I guess. You ever seen huh. a, fax a fax when it comes over? Because back then it was like a zero. mudded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've never seen a picture sent over a fax. I was just wondering if it was like a privacy thing, like a more... No, I think it was I'm more of sure. identifying. Like a more private line. Maybe. That makes more sense. Possibly. I don't know. It was probably a that combination tracks. of things. Yeah. It was probably a lot easier to see. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen something faxed as a photo, but it looks I've like... I've never it seen a like, faxed photo before. It looks like a muddled mess. I'm old, <laughs> but I'm not that old. The more that the press covered Elizabeth's murder, the more they began to brand her as some sort of sexual deviant. One report said, quote, This victim knew at least 50 men at the time of her death, and at least 25 men had been seen with her in the 60 days preceding her death. She was known as a teaser of men. She was also <clears throat> seen at the Cecil Hotel. Yes, as she we was. Mentioned earlier. Uh, well, rumored to be seen at the Cecil Hotel, which, as you know, we covered on our first episode. Mm -hmm. it's good times. Good, good times. Good times were had. Rumors began to spread that Elizabeth was a prostitute or that she said that she liked to tease men because she was a lesbian. That And that has a lot to do with the times. Yeah. Like, being a homosexual was very... Taboo. More than taboo. Frowned upon during the 40s, I would say. Like, you were definitely a fucking second-class citizen at that point. So, like, ah, oh, she was a... The young girl was a dyke. That's what got her killed. I think that might be a little bit better if she was a prostitute <laughs> in those time periods. Yeah. She, she was probably she, a little bit more respected. The young gal was a lady of the night. The lady of the night. She did like to wear sheer black clothing. Lady in black, I tell you. There was a break in the case. <clears throat> FBI searched for a match to the fingerprints found on an anonymous letter that may have been sent to the authorities. But the prints ended up not being in the FBI's database. Oh, shit. There were more than 50 people who tried to confess to the murder of Elizabeth Short in order to have their 15 minutes of what faith. What the fuck is this? Henry Lee Lucas? <laughs> like, confession killer shit? None were ever arrested or put on trial. Tons and tons of false reports poured in, as well as ultimately leaving authorities grasping at straws. There was one witness to the murder, body dump, uh, and they reported seeing a black sedan parked in the area in the early morning hours, but couldn't really give any more information. On January 21st, a week after the murder, the L.A. examiner got a call from someone claiming to be the killer, and he said that he would be sending Elizabeth's belongings in the mail as proof of his claims. Shortly after, the L.A. examiner got a package with Elizabeth's birth certificate, photos, business cards, and an address book with the name Mark Hansen on the cover. Also in the box was a letter pasted together from newspaper and magazine clippings that read, Los Angeles Examiner and other Los Angeles papers, here is Dahlia's belongings letter to follow. Unfortunately, all the items had been wiped down with gasoline, leaving no fingerprints behind except for one partial print found on the envelope, but it was damaged in transport and was never analyzed. On January 26th, another letter arrived. The letter read, here it is. Turning in Wednesday, January 29th, 10 a.m. Had my fun at police. Black Dahlia Avenger. The letter included a location. Police waited at the disclosed location at 10 a.m., but the person never showed. You would think, like, the Black Dahlia Avenger would be, like, a vigilante. Right? Trying to catch the guy that killed the Black Dahlia. 
I think he was calling the police the Black Dahlia vendor. It wasn't like signed. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Later on, the alleged killer sent a note made of letters and pasted from magazines, cut and pasted from magazines. Like old school (laughs) serial killer shit. Yeah. Where it's like you had to take time to glue them out of a newspaper and magazine. They're all mismatched shapes. It said, quote, have changed my mind. You would not give me a square deal. Dahlia killing was justified. Yet again, everything was sent by everything that was sent by the person had been wiped clean with gasoline, so investigators couldn't lift any fingerprints from the evidence. At one point, the LAPD had 750 investigators on the case and interviewed more than 150 potential suspects linked to the Elizabeth Short's murder. But there was one person who did get arrested for her murder. And that man's name was Robert Red Manley. He was a 26-year-old married man, and he was placed under intense investigation, and authorities even went as far as parading him around in handcuffs in front of the press. You're not so manly now, are you? <laughs> he was known as the last person to have seen Elizabeth Short alive, other than her killer. What a poor, <laughs> poor unfortunate motherfucker. <laughs> When Dorothy asked Elizabeth to leave, she called Red and asked him if he would come get her, and he did. The two spent the night together in a nearby motel in Pacific Beach, San Diego, before driving up to L.A. the next day. When they got to L.A., Red helped Elizabeth with her luggage, which she checked at the bus station before dropping her off at the Biltmore Hotel, where Elizabeth said she was meeting her sister. Elizabeth asked Red if he would go to the desk and ask about a Virginia West while she went to powder her nose. But there was no record of a Virginia West at the hotel. Virginia West is Elizabeth's sister's name, but she later went on to say that she never had any plans to meet Elizabeth that day. Red well, waited. That's strange. Right? Red waited for Elizabeth for a while, but the longer he waited, the more irritated he became. She stood him up. <laughs> Around 6.30 p.m., he decided it was best to head home to his family, and Elizabeth was never seen alive after that. Red passed the poly and was giving truth serum, a.k.a. sodium pentothal, and was eventually cleared on all suspicions. He was originally suspected because of his proximity to Elizabeth. However, Red returned to San Diego before her death, before she was found. Mm. That's pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. So they actually administered sodium pentothal to him. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh. Despite all of the effort put into finding whoever murdered Elizabeth Short, her killer was never found. It remains one of the oldest cold cases in L.A. and also the city's most infamous murder, which doesn't really, like, to me make sense because how does your most infamous murder go unsolved? Well, the LAPD <laughs> found a way. <laughs> I they knew they would. Action. I knew they'd figure out a way to fuck this one up. Over the many, many years since the murder, tons of names have been thrown out as possible suspects, such as Orson Welles, Leslie Dillon, Walter Bailey, and one more name that we're going to talk about in part two that comes out next week. I'm excited. Oh, God. Sam's edging. Oh, God. <laughs> Sam's got me all hot and bothered right now (laughs) to find out who the killer is. Guys, thank you for listening to the show. We truly appreciate you and love more. We would love more requests. Mm -hmm. Yes. Give us some requests. 
Send them anywhere. Uh, this I am loving this series on the Black Dahlia. I've been wanting to do it for a while. It was really fun to dive down these rabbit holes. I, got, holes. I went deep. I went to I I, I uh, graduated to mole holes at one point. Yeah, she went. In I blind. had no idea where I was going. Yeah, it's easy to do. Like I started researching it. And I was like, all right, I got to get just the facts. And you went above and fucking beyond. I did so I many things. I was like, eh, maybe we can get one episode out of this. We'll oh, no. just go the facts. Oh, no. And guys, what we have in store for you next week will blow your fucking mind. It really will. Um, but without further ado, Christian. Number one, thank you for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. That being said, make sure you guys are downloading, subscribing, and Follow us on the socials. Make sure you guys are on our Instagram, Facebook, everything. Mm-hmm. All the things. All the things. All the things. Those requests, the only Love way that them. you get those in is by following the socials. Mm-hmm. And See how that works? Messaging us. Yeah. And interacting. Comment on our post. Comment on our post. I think I've had a few like people follow like my personal Instagram too. Yeah. Don't follow the personal Instagram. I do appreciate the follows, but yeah, you, you, don't mean, you can follow doing. me. I don't post that often. You guys get follows. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get shit. I get follows all the time. And I'm like, stop following me. Follow the fucking. It's because I don't have a post. Follow the show. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do. I do enjoy the follows. You can come hang out with me. I just post pictures of uh, my kid. Mm, that's about it. No. Throwback that's my, photos. That's my slooty side. <laughs> yeah, her Instagram's for the slootness. Yeah, I just throw sloot shit out there. there you Your go. Instagram's for the streets. Or as the kids call it, this says thirst trapping. Yeah, she's a th- she's thirst trapping hard. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But that's fine. It's okay. We love you. Yes. Guys. We, we'll see you on part two. We'll yes. see you on part two. Um, by the way, if you listen to us on Spotify, Spotify now lets you rate the podcast that you listen to. Five stars. So please leave us a five-star review. And if they allow commenting, I'm not 100% sure, leave us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know how you like the show. Mm -hmm. And we will see you guys next Friday. Stay creepy. Stay creepy.